Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody and welcome back to the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a JMIE, your 37th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And we are continuing with Halloween Pool Month. All month long talking about the things, the ghosts, the goblins, the things that go bump in the night, the stuff that scares you and haunts your dreams, and sometimes not so much. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about not only the Candyman remake or reboot, whichever one you want to say that they just released, we're going to be talking about the whole franchise in general and what it means. Because I really think that that Candyman's um, space in horror history and in horror movie history has kind of been pushed back a bit. You know, when you think of the the legends of horror, you know the the Michael Myers, the Jason Voorheeses, the Freddy Kruegers, the even the Ghostface of the Scream franchise and and stuff like this, it seems like the Candyman while people know about it, don't ever really bring him up into the conversation of horror icons. And I think it's a shame because Tony Todd, the man who played Candyman in the original films and who makes an appearance in the new film, I think not only his portrayal of the Candyman was not only horrifying, not only was it was it spooky, not only did it, did it really draw you into the terror of what the story was, but his voice still to this day it is one of the creepiest voices out there and it's not because it's high pitched or it's just this whiny it's this dark it's this low rumbling very very bass heavy voice that he brings that even when he's whispering it, it just it can it can envelop your nightmare it can it can bring your your terror to the front just from him speaking the words um in 1992, the very first Candyman was released, and Candyman is set in uh, Chicago in the Caprini Greens uh, Project Housing, who at the time had been terrorized, you know, with murders and and just violent crimes that have gone on. Um, like a, a lot of projects tend to have these issues, but Caprini Green in this is different. Because it's all linked to what everybody knows as an urban legend called Candyman. Now, we've all heard, there's two different versions of this same kind of trope. There's Bloody Mary, and then there's Candyman. Candyman, as far as I know, started with this. It might have been before, but I remember it from this film later on when it, you know, this is how I became it. To where if you say the name in the mirror a certain number of times, then the person that you're summoning will come and basically kill you um the first one centers around helen lyle a woman who's a reporter and is doing a story on the caprini greens project housing um as she goes in she's taking pictures of the graffiti she's taking pictures of the the lower income you know place that that it's set in she gets drawn into this mystery of person being killed and trying to figure out how it happened and that leads her down the path of the Candyman mythology and ends up her invoking the Candyman in a mirror you know because nobody ever thinks that it's real and as she invokes it she gets 
basically brought into the Candyman's world to where he is trying to take her as his lover and his wife. She finds the backstory of the Candyman, um, which is Daniel Robitaille. Now, I probably mispronounced it. They say it in the movie, and for some reason I can never pronounce his name correctly. But this is set in the 1890s. He was a man who went about, um, went around painting for the wealthy, you know, painting people's portraits. And he's painting an affluent uh, family's daughter, and they fall in love. And he creates the, the mortal sin at the time of not only falling in love with her, but them having an affair and him getting her pregnant. When this has happened, when this was found out, her father hires people, they find him, they beat him, they cut off his hand, shove a meat hook in his arm, uh, smear him in honey, and let bees sting him to death before setting him on fire. Now, the entire Candyman series and, and everything is based primarily around this Candyman, the first three, and it's always been set in a world of tackling an issue of racism in America, past, present, and all that, and the story of how he came about is truly terrifying, and I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a backstory that isn't like most, you know, you had, again, Michael Myers was just a deranged kid who, who was basically a, the devil, who became a killer. Jason Voorhees was a um, disfigured, um, mentally challenged youth who saw his mother die, and that's what made him what he is. Freddy Krueger was a sick, demented pedophile that, depending on how you do it, later on, demons kind of gave him his power. This one is a, is basically a story of a man who did nothing wrong. He wasn't bad. He didn't do anything. He didn't see anything. He just fell in love with the wrong person at the time, and they they ended his life because of it, tragically and for no reason. Um, so he's haunted Caprini Green's where all this happened, as Caprini Green has grown up around him, you know, where he was murdered. It is basically he's become this mythical legend where anything that really happens in this uh, project housing is attributed to him. Now, as Helen Lyle is going through and he's trying to bring her in, um, a, a child is kidnapped from the housing project. She's blamed for it. And later on, at the at the end, when there's a, a fire going on, she saves the child from a fire and ends up burning herself in the fire and, and dying because she's trying to kill the Candyman. Um, the other two films, which aren't as good, basically pick up with the same Candyman doing different things. Now, the 2021 remake, when it first was announced, uh, Jordan Peele was attached to it. And I'm like, Jordan Peele does a great job of directing his his movies are usually intense his movies have a lot of story to them and i was really excited because i love the Candyman series and so with him doing i'm like okay this is going to be good um upon first watching you get a lot of uh juxtaposition and exposition and it, it tells a lot of the story what i like about this is they remake they do a remake of it and a reboot but they still connect the story of the previous ones. You know, um, when I started watching this, the first thing that comes to my mind when they're telling the story of the Candyman is that the Candyman wasn't um, the original Candyman. They keep calling him this man named Sherman Fields. And I'm like, are they changing it? Are they trying to update it? What's going on here? Because, you know, like, I don't really like when they take a movie and make it and then try to change too much stuff. Um, but, but basically... The way this one's centered around is uh, Sherman Fields. 
He lived in the Caprini Greens housing projects. He had already had a hook for a hand as an amputee. And he gave kids candy. You know, he was just a nice person who was giving out candy to the children. One day, um, a girl's candy had a razor blade stuck in it. Uh, it, it was a white girl's candy had a razor blade stuck in it, and the police immediately suspected Sherman as this, and they go on a manhunt for him. He didn't do anything, and he hides from the police. Um, we see a child going to do laundry down to the laundromat, and there's a hole in the wall, and Sherman comes out to give him candy, and it scares the kid. Basically, Sherman had been living in the walls at Caprini Greens to, to basically hide from the police, and as he's doing this, he goes to give candy to the kid. You know, nothing sinister about it but the kid had screamed before then because he a guy just came out of the wall you know it's a story that was built up that sherman was the one you know that did this and so when he comes out of the wall the kid screams well the police that were in caprini green circling hear the kid scream they go down and without any questions or anything they beat sherman to death they beat him to death and he becomes the candy man he's the one that this story is based around the way, and again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, you know how I do. Like, I don't know why I say spoiler alerts. You already know I'm going to spoil stuff. The way it's portrayed in this is that Candyman isn't specifically one person. They do tell the story of uh, Daniel, but they tell three or four other stories of lynchings and, you know, uh, African-American men that have been wrongly accused of crimes and were beaten or killed or lynched without any, you know any reasoning, any guilt until innocence, basically, it's just, it's touching on the the history of racism, it's touching that, and basically the way it is, is when this happens, the Candyman gets passed down, you know, it's like, this becomes the new Candyman story that they tell, and that, I thought, was an interesting topic, instead of just going with the very original one, which they could have done, because Tony Todd still has that voice, and I know it sounds weird that I keep bringing it up, but it's just that voice, um, they, they decided to go with, yes, he was the candy man, but so was this person and this person and this person to the point to where everything that goes on at Caprini Greens is, you know, anytime there's murders, anytime something really bad happens, it's all basically justified and said that the candy man's done it. That's become the lore of the whole thing. In this one, uh, Caprini Greens has, for the most part, have been tore down. They're basically um, kind of gentrifying the area. They're, this is based around an artist. And his um, art director girlfriend or fiance, as he's trying to come up in the world, you know, he he has a a style of doing artwork that basically depicts, you know, uh, the struggles of a African American man or African American woman, either one, what they go through, and as this goes on, um, he learns the story of Sherman Fields. He learns the story of the Candyman. And basically that becomes the the inspiration for his new art. And as he's being inspired by it, he's basically being sucked in to the Candyman lore. He's being sucked into what it is. And people around him start dying. And it's being linked to him because it seems like his the name of his art is coming up constantly at all the signs. Whether it's painted in blood saying, you know, um, say my name, which is the name of the art that he does for the Candyman art that he's doing or whether it's the people around him that that showcase his art or is doing stories on his art that are dying the um this one the remake isn't as in your face as the original one is you get to see a lot more of the candy man you get to see a lot of practical effects of of bees one of the coolest effects of the original one is when tony todd opens his mouth and there's bees in his mouth 
and it was legit. This really happened. He stuffed his mouth full of bees to get this effect and stuff like that. It's gory and it, it's just unnerving. This one doesn't go that much of that route. Um, I kind of like the way they, they played this one right there where the Candyman's there, but when you say his name, you don't see him. You don't see the killer. Um, you see him in a mirror. The uh, big, the two I can point to this is the one of the kills in this is a woman in her hotel or in her apartment building that um, the artist has seen. He's doing an interview for. He tells her, you know, just do the Candyman, just do it. She does it. We don't see her do it, but but she ends up doing it. So when he leaves, we see her get killed, but we don't see the Candyman. We don't see the killer. We see her lifted up. We see her thrown against the wall. We get to see this. There's another one where there's a bunch of girls in the bathroom who play Candyman. And as they're being slaughtered, a girl that's in the uh, one of the stalls that was not involved in it sees a mirror, a pocket mirror, that's, fa that's fallen on the ground. And you see bits and pieces of the Candyman going through it. So when you're in a mirror, you can see him in the, in the surrounding area, but he's not out. You can't see him in our plane of view. And that was a cool take. You get to see a, a lot of cool camera shots, a lot of cool camera tricks. Um, the acting in this is really well, well done. Um, I think everybody knows pretty much what it was. They do go a bit more into the uh, racism, racism and racial aspects of everything, it, doing with today and in the past. It's not a hard topic to touch. And what I mean is not a hard topic. I don't mean that it's not a hard topic. I mean that it's not like, to me, it isn't that big and it doesn't take away from the story. There's some people that I think this takes, could be taking away from the actual story of what Candyman is and what it's supposed to be. This seems to add to the story because it has, it's all interwoven in the way it's portrayed and the way it's done. Um, when it comes to the end of the film, we see that the artist, which is uh, Anthony McCoy, he's found out that he is the, the baby from the original Candyman that Helen Lyle saves. And his mother has tried to protect him from this the whole time. Basically, the Candyman is summoning him to be the new Candyman. Like, he's going to be the new Candyman. This is what they're leading to. And at the end, you see... Um, the child that originally got Sherman Fields killed is now is older. He owns a laundromat. He's the one that tells Anthony about the story of Candyman. He has abducted Anthony and Anthony's girlfriend. He, he cuts Anthony's hands off, sticks a meat hook in it. Basically, he's going to make Anthony the new Candyman because that's what Caprini Greens needs. He said it needs that story. It needs Candyman there to come full circle and to keep the, the projects going, basically. So we see that happen. His girlfriend escapes. Anthony's girlfriend escapes. She ends up killing the guy and Anthony as she's cradling him, trying to get him, you know, to be okay. You know, don't worry. The police are on their way. The police jump in and they shoot. No questions. They just see Anthony with a hook and they kill him. Don't ask. She's arrested. She's brought out. When she's put into a cop car, the cop gets in and tells her basically there's two stories you can tell here. One is that you know, they fired on an unarmed man and that you, you can say that, but we'll say that you're an accomplice to these killings and you're going to jail. Or you can say that he came at the officer with the hook and he did it to save you and to save his fellow officers. She ends up telling him that if she lets him see, let her see herself in the mirror, 
she'll tell them whatever they want to say here he puts the mirror or the rearview mirror on her she does the candy man the doors lock and we see candy man slicing through all the police at the scene as she gets unlocked she gets out she walks around the corner the cop that's in her uh cop car has gotten out he's ran we see him murdered by Candyman, whose face is surrounded by bees you can't see it as the Candyman floats to her the bees you know reveal the face of tony todd the original Candyman, and he says in that voice tell everyone basically saying tell them Candyman did this tell them Candyman is the reason this happened it's a chilling ending and it's mainly because this is the only time you see tony todd's face and they de-aged it to what it was in 92 and this is the time when you hear that voice and it's just it's it's ominous how that ends and then the credits are really cool because as the credits are going on you're seeing a like stick figure puppet version of all the stories of the candy man played out to tell you you know how all of them happened it's this movie's well done like it's well shot the the um writing on it is good and again the camera angles for the kills are really well this fits in well with the series it's not as in your face as a series and while it's got some blood and gore and stuff like that it's not as what's the word i'm looking for it's not as hard-hitting as the original ones um it's more cg instead of the practical effects but this is a great film to set into the series it's not perfect by any means but the Candyman films never were perfect. You know, you're, you're getting a story. It's telling a story built around this horror figure. And I think it was cool that they added, you know, that the Candyman isn't this one person. It's different parts through history of men uh, who have been wrongly accused, wrongly murdered for stuff they didn't do simply because of who they were, what they looked like. And it tells that story. And as it tells that story, it weaves you into a a feeling of uneasiness a feeling of trepidation as to what's going on it makes you take a look at what's going on out there and i think that jordan peele and everyone else involved in the film did a great job here so candy man the 2021 like when i first heard about it i was excited but most remakes again you know you know you're not you kind of go into it with a what's it's going to be like they did a very good job they they kept true to the originals they added the originals in. They didn't try to say that it never happened. They didn't try to make it their own without making it their own. Because they, they, they made a, a new story, but it's in the lore of the original ones. And I think that works really well with the entire series. So my hat's off to everybody. Um, if you like the Candyman series, you'll like this one. It, like I said, it fits in very well with the series. It makes the series work. And... I'm, 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 you know, I was excited to see it. I'm glad, and I, I hope they'll make more. I really do. Um, I think the Candyman is one of them series that can go on, especially if the way they're going it is like this, where you can keep, you know, so where if the the actor's aging out, you don't have to keep him. You can keep, a, you can bring in a new character and a new ad, and still be the Candyman because it's not one person anymore. It's basically an idea. It's a a revenge. It's a, it's just a spirit. And uh, the Caprini Greens project housing is what keeps it going and what keeps it writhing. And so you can keep this going forward. You can keep this story going forward. And I think that's really cool because you don't, again, you don't have to have the, the exact same stories as before. You can tell new stories while weaving in the old that's with it. 
So Candyman 2021 is great. The Candyman series in general, like I like I said, I think that they don't get the love that they deserve. I don't think that they get the love that they they should be should have. Um, it seems like they get lost in the lore of all the different horror icons. Uh, Daniel, uh, I'm just gonna call him Candyman because I don't want to screw up his name again. I'm sorry, uh, but I think that he. He should be up there with the bigger ones, and if you haven't watched the Candyman series, I suggest you watch them if you're a fan of horror. If you haven't watched them in a while, go rewatch them, because I've been recently rewatching them, and they're, they, they still, they're still good. They're still terrifying. They're still haunting, and again, the Candyman, the story, the character is just a great horror figure in the annals of horror and Halloween lore. So, my pick again, go watch... Um, Candyman, the new one, I think you won't be disappointed if you're a fan of the series. It's just really well done. That's going to be it, guys. Thank you all again for listening. Um, thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing. Uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to get your podcast from. Um, I'm on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. I'm on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. I'm on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. Uh, you guys have been amazing. And keep going, you know, keep listening because, again, we're doing Halloween Pool all month. Um, we're going to be doing the B-movie review coming up, and I know that's a big one for everybody. Everybody seems to love that when I review the, the B-horror movie and let you know what's a bad, good horror movie to watch that's coming up this month, as well as some other things, and hopefully some surprises going in out. So for all the ghouls and the goblins out there, thank you. Until next time, that's Nerdpool. See ya.